Hi there. Hola. Um, welcome to I Swear to Pod. This is your host, Stephanie Angles. Thank you for joining me. Uh, as always, a huge shout out to everyone who has downloaded the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Google, trying to think where else it is. Um, thank you for downloading. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for listening. Um, also, so grateful uh, for those of you who have reached out, uh, who noticed that I've been on a bit of a hiatus. Um, just kind of an update on why that is. Uh, many of you who follow me on Facebook saw that I updated where I live from, I think it still said California, um, to Samara, Costa Rica, which I'm actually about 10 minutes away from Samara in a little town called Playa Carrillo. You're supposed to pronounce that Carrillo and roll your R's. I'm still working on that as well as my Spanish. Um, but I uh, wanted to just give you kind of a heads up of what I'm doing, where I'm at, and why there has not been an I Swear to Pod podcast. Uh, I think it's been about five weeks, if not more. Um, I have friends who bought some property down here. There is uh, much opportunity down here. All of the properties in this area, most of them, have kind of a main house and then they have these little sort of apartments or units, uh, cabinas, they call them here. Um, so I came down to kind of set up like a property management uh, to do some marketing, try and do leasing. Peak season is sort of, it starts in November. It's still been a little bit of the rainy season, but um, I came down here about five weeks ago to live into the most recently purchased property, um, which is a construction site. And I cannot stress enough uh, how much construction is being done that I was ill-prepared for. So um, I haven't actually been able to do much uh, podcast prep. I recording is a bit of a challenge. I actually did record a podcast after being down here about two weeks. I interviewed a professor of politics. He lived in the UK, so it took a while to kind of coordinate timing, and um, I had to find another place to record because it could not be here uh, where the buzz saws and the, the construction and the hammering pretty much goes on all day, every day. Um, so I recorded 30 minutes uh, talking about basically populist politics. It was fantastic. He is he's not only a professor, he is also a comedian. It was very funny. Um, so I was so excited to share that. And uh, it turned out that the outlet that my mic was plugged into had no power. So um, my computer recorded him, but uh, all you heard was silence where my... Um, questions were posed. So I actually decided to wait until things settle here uh, to try and sit down and actually uh, record another podcast. I enjoy doing it. It's something um, I very much I very much have uh, been itching to do. And I did actually decide to do one uh, primarily because of the midterms. I feel like I had a lot I wanted to say, a lot I wanted to get off my chest. Um, I think it's an interesting time, and I say that uh, because 
it kind of has me reflecting a lot on how I felt in 2016. And I just kind of want to, um, for those of you who've been listening, my goal is not to polarize. My goal is uh, to try and get people um, to to come more central and, and have some dialogue. You can be a different party. You can have a different opinion. Um, I'm really all about like the polarization um, that the media has perpetuated and blah, blah, blah. I've noticed that in my uh, Facebook memories, a few things have popped up. One, actually, I think I shared earlier today about how six years ago I said that people seem to immediately share something that pops up in their, you know, uh, particular news feeds uh, without any fact-checking, without any thinking about, like, does this make sense? Is this reasonable? Um, and almost at that time, I felt like the more salacious it was, the more likely it was to be immediately shared. And that's so many crazy things went viral. Another sort of recent example that I found very upsetting was the the rumor, and that's really all it is, the rumor that yeah, Paul Pelosi uh, had a fight with a gay lover, not that he was attacked by someone who, you know, politically had some strong opinions and obviously some mental health issues. But um, that was shared on some major news outlets that, you know, that and I won't even get into like Don Jr. sharing a photo of underwear and a hammer as a Halloween costume, it's just utterly despicable, and and I find it very upsetting. But again, it it sort of takes me back to six years ago, and I I kind of wanted to run through how I felt at the time and sort of my perception of that time and the interim between then and now, and sort of my hope for what happens next. So, obviously, um, the 2016 election was very shocking for some of us. Um, some of us woke up the next morning stunned, um, surprised, definitely um, didn't go the way that we had hoped, which happens. That's what happens in a democracy. That is not unusual. My personal experience, though, was um, there were so many people that I knew that did not say a word about who they supported until he won. And then they became these um, very vocal, very aggressive, very critical, all of a sudden with, with people I knew and have known for the majority of my life, going back to middle school, high school, all of a sudden I was a libtard, and I needed to fuck my feelings. Um, sort of the anger and rage that came from people who weren't even necessarily publicly stomping, 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 um, for that particular candidate. And I think those of us on sort of the receiving end of that, um, that was sort of like the next level of shock is I feel like the next several years were a series of um, 
decorum be damned and fuck you if you disagree with me. And, um, you know, you just saw this, like, basically angst and anger um, and, and, and sort of a, had nothing to do necessarily with, with policy. I mean, basically the best way that I can describe how it felt to me was that bully politics took the, took the lead for the next four years. It was anyone who disagrees with me gets a shitty nickname. Um, I might very much support someone today, but if tomorrow they disagree with me, they're all of a sudden, um, a horrible person, an idiot, uh, just this sort of narcissistic bent. Um, you know, all the best people were eventually all the worst people over the course of four years. So um, for some of us, it was really hard to watch. And I will say, I believe that when it comes to the 2020 election, what happened is many younger people, um, but I think just people in general, quietly just went to the polls and and spoke and basically said, you know, this whole bully politics, this this crazy uh, experiment uh, where we're going to give someone who has no governing experience the keys to the keys to the castle and see how it goes, you know, uh, didn't go that well. And and from a pol- I'm not even talking from a policy standpoint. I'm talking from a humanitarian and a cultural standpoint. People got mean. They got nasty. White nationalists felt like they got emboldened. Um, some of sort of the the fringe uh, felt like, I mean, even a rise in racism and all of these things, they felt emboldened um, to behave in a way that they had not behaved prior because we all of a sudden had a model in the U.S. of someone who behaved deplorably. And it, it became a badge of honor all of a sudden to be deplorable and say horrible things and call people names and, and basically bully people. So I believe wholeheartedly that the 2020 election was a very quiet uh, rebuke of that type of politics. And um, unfortunately, instead of that, you know, being a message that was heard and um something that was understood that escalated into um, some kind of bigger lies, bigger propaganda. Um, All of that will play out. I'm not going to chime in on the whole January 6th thing other than to say, you know, if, if you're not bothered by what happened, if you're not troubled by what happened, if you're not alarmed at uh, what that meant potentially for our democracy, I don't think you have a real grasp of the Constitution and how it works and the peaceful transfer of power and how we've managed to be a republic for as many years as we have. I feel like if, if you weren't horrified by that day and the events of that day, um, you're probably not really a constitutionalist um, because that's not how how this works. Uh, I'm not, you know, going to argue 
any of that um, in this chat. But um, so all of that went south. And then now you have uh, we're coming into the midterms. And um, for those who who don't know, historically, and this is this is we're talking going back a long time. The midterms are a counter to whomever has the White House. That's just kind of how it goes. This is our two-party system. Someone wins the White House, and then in the midterms, the other party uh, tries really hard to take the House and the Senate. And this is just kind of historically how the midterms go. Um Lots and lots of predictions of this red wave, which totally made sense. For those of you listening, I do understand that Joe Biden is not a popular president. I do understand that there is a fear of crime and and border crisis and inflation and all of these things. I'm not negating any of that. I've said this before. Joe Biden was not even my guy. That is not if it were up to me. Um not who I would have offered up as the Democratic candidate, but, um, you know, my my vote was counted and I did not win. So you you roll with what you got. So um, I think as we came into the midterms, there was just this belief that what always happens will happen again. So as the elections sort of were processed last week, and it became clear that uh, that might not happen. Um, I just really want to put into perspective for those of you who are um, crushed, hurt, disappointed, whatever you know you're feeling—Arizona, Nevada, Pennsylvania. Um, I I want to extend an arm because, like I said, it takes me back in my mind to 2016 when I was at my core so disappointed and instead of anyone saying like you know what let's let's think about you know why was Hillary so maligned why I just felt um bullied I felt uh you know again I became a libtard I heard fuck your feelings um I, I want to get away from that way of responding to winning. So, you know, the midterms did not go the way the GOP had hoped that they would go. Instead of dancing around on, you know, memes of MAGA hats and Mitch McConnell, um, I want to ask those people that I know, and this is everything I talk about uh, politically, is because there are so many people I know on the opposite side and have known for 40 years, if not longer, um, that I know to be good humans. I know to be good people. I know to be good family people. I know um, to be intelligent. I These conversations are always for those people. So versus, uh, you know, doing the happy dance about the midterms, what I am hoping to accomplish is just to implore um, people in the Republican Party to 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 take this rebuke of these, I mean, their clown candidates, Mehmet Oz, Herschel Walker, I'm sorry, 
if Herschel Walker ends up winning in Georgia, that is embarrassing. That is especially for the party of family values. Like this is just how far things have gone. I'm just imploring um, those that I know that are sane Republicans. I mean, many of you, if you're listening and you're friends of mine on Facebook and live in Colorado, many of you tried to vote Lauren Boebert out of office. Not necessarily um, for any reason other than her pulpit is all about being famous and not about the people in her district. I would just love to see people come together and um, agree that it is time to to bring some sanity back to politics. I feel like this little social experiment um, did not go well. I feel like the historic losses in the midterms is uh, another confirmation that this didn't go well. And what I would like to see instead of an amping up of, well, let's just get someone, you know, crazier or bring back the crazy, um, an honest, earnest effort to get um, candidates that really care about the state of the country, um, are willing to work together. I would love to see some sensible candidates versus bully politicians. I'd love to see some debate versus name-calling. I'd love to see some discussions about the issues versus gerrymandering for control. Um, I understand, and those of you who have listened to my prior podcast, you know that my biggest issue is that I believe that right-wing media is is solely fear-based. It's it's still I I screenshot daily um, various main pages online of of news organizations, and I would encourage you to do it. Do everything from the Associated Press to NPR to Newsmax, OAN, Fox. Um, there is a clear pattern on the right. Of and it's not even just political fear. There is there are the most salacious and awful news stories about killings and this and that. Um, fear is a very popular emotion, and it is it is something that is easy to take. Uh, you take someone and you sell them some fear, and then you you convince them that you uh, have the solution. But that solution um, isn't any actual, like, legitimate policy. I mean, for instance, build the wall and Mexico will pay for it. Uh, Half the country knew that that was never going to happen, that that was not going to come together, that that was literally just a propaganda chant that got people excited because it felt like a solution to a fear they had been sold for decades. I'm not saying the border crisis isn't real. It's totally real. But before the last midterms, we had a caravan coming. I mean, in Colorado, we had them talking about this caravan that had, you know, vehicles more sophisticated than any. And then the minute the midterms were over, that was gone. This year, it was fentanyl and the Halloween candy. Fentanyl and the Halloween candy. 
oh my God, you should be totally afraid because drug dealers and I just, this is where like I need people to put their common sense hats on. So drug dealers are saddling up these immigrants who are risking life and limb to cross the border carrying hundreds of pounds of these fentanyl tablets so that they can trickle all the way to your Colorado suburb and they can hand them out to small children for free so that they can get the children hooked who have no money, can't actually pay for it. Um, Just literally trying to like rationalize how that is something anyone actually believed was going to happen um is is a little baffling to me so um i literally am just trying to encourage people to go back to just some common sense thinking let's have some dialogue let's share some ideas let's do something besides choosing sort of like extremist candidates with zero experience. And and again, to, to sort of um, restate my point, I feel like both the 2020 election and these midterms were the majority of people saying, this is enough. This is, we, we don't want these extremists. We don't want these conspiracy theorists. Um, in Colorado, for Bobert to be winning as narrowly as she is, um, many, many Republicans had to vote against her for the Democratic candidate. And that's, um, I feel like this is a moment in history where we can all kind of come together and agree to disagree going forward. But with a little bit more sanity, a little bit more empathy, a little bit more um, just sort of an understanding. I I try not to, and anyone can check me if they'd like to. I'm always uh, always down for some some honest feedback, um, not attacking feedback. I'm always up for some some decent feedback, but. Um, I would love to see people just kind of like a deep breath in and out. Let's let's talk about um, actual issues. Let's talk about problem solving. Let's not make fun of the people in office that we don't like. Let's not do the name calling. Let's not. Um, Nancy Pelosi's uh, husband's attack for me was just horrific. I don't. Um, and I don't blame everyone. Uh, again, my issue is is usually that that is someone who went down a rabbit hole of uh, conspiracy theories, and and again, uh, you know, Obama's a, a lizard Illuminati. I still actually somebody mentioned that to me the other day, and I was like, I don't even think I'm going to go down that rabbit hole because that sounds like a dark, horrible place to be. Um, and I, again, would just like to see things come back to sort of a, a middle ground. If you listened to the reason for this podcast, it was because there are so many people I know who believe the exact opposite things that I believe on a lot of issues. We, we have some things in common. Um, 
but they are not the enemy. And I have uh, seen a lot of relationships sort of blown up by this. You're either with me or you're against me. It's us versus them. Um, I really would like to take a good hard look at this, um, the 2020 election and this midterm election and just say, hey, you know what? It seems like the majority of us would actually like to get back to sort of more common sense choices in candidates, uh, people with some level of experience in government. I think um, this no experience, get in there, uh, is it has not played out well very often. Um, so I'm, I'm encouraged and I, my hope is that anyone listening, and again, I appreciate you guys so much who take the time to listen to this. I always try and keep it short and sweet. Um, I appreciate you liking, subscribing. I appreciate your reviews. I would, uh, love it if you would review and, um, feel free to message me directly. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram. Um, so, uh, Michelle Obama came out with a new book. I have been voraciously trying to, uh, read. Um, and one of the things that she talked about, which I think was sort of a, I don't want to call it annoying, but you know, when they go low, we go high. Uh, great, slogan in theory. I think it's um, much harder to uh, execute (laughs) sometimes in the political environment today. But um, she did say, and I think that this is, um, I think this is valid. I think this is encouraging for everyone. Um, Basically, she talked about how we we have rage, whatever your rage is, right? Like um, anti-abortion and or pro-abortion, and now you're outraged that it's been banned at the federal level. Blah blah blah. Whatever your rage is, or your urgency, it is not about giving that up. It is not about giving that up. But rage without purpose, direction, reason, or a plan has not worked out very well. That has not led not led to anything um, productive, any change, any anything. So um, I'm taking my rage, my political rage, and trying to filter it in the direction of encouraging anyone who disagrees with me um, to engage, to engage uh, thoughtfully, uh, with a degree of respect for different opinions. Um, and I will continue to do so. Um, thank you all for listening. Like I said, uh, just encouraging those who are on the Republican side, GOP independence, um, please put some serious thought one into, and this is for both sides because there are definitely some left-wing crazy, crazy, uh, news organizations as well. Uh, put some thought into what you expose yourself to, what you believe, what you share, what you internalize, um, what you pass on to other people. And, and let's just try and get back to, uh, talking about problems instead of talking poorly about people. So that's it for me. This is Stephanie and I swear to pod, if you keep listening, um, I'll keep coming up with ways to annoy you. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.